everybody, it's Kelly Cooper, and welcome to another episode of the Life Made to Order podcast. The Law of Attraction and Energy Management During Extremely Challenging Times. And unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you know the, the primary context in which I'll be discussing this in the extremely challenging times I'm talking about. And obviously everything I'm talking about applies to any challenging time in your life. But situations like this current global event, the C word, it triggers really deep-seated stuff. It's having a direct impact on most people, at least in some way. There's a lot of different fears. Uh, lots of It's very easy to fall into very negative thought patterns. You're surrounded by lots of information that if you consume too much of it, it will, will not be good for your mental health, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about that in this context specifically, because again, I feel like it's a literally a worldwide thing and a lot of people are, are directly impacted by it in some way. So the first thing I want to talk about is, for some of you, you might have a fear of actually getting the, the illness, actually getting sick. And here's the thing, a lot of people know with Law of Attraction, Conscious Creation, Energy Work, one of the things you start to discover with this work is, no matter what you do energetically, no matter what you believe, there's no way to 1,000% guarantee certain things outside of you happen or don't happen. Obviously, when we have a certain type of energy, it makes it more likely for certain things to happen and other things less likely to happen because right energetically, we're not a match to them. But for guaranteeing something, one specific type of event or thing, right, we can't do that. So there's no 1,000% way to guarantee you don't get sick. So the best defense against unwanted circumstances from an energetic perspective is making peace with the possibility it could happen. And this is one of the things that the mind doesn't get because our mind thinks somehow our fear of something and actively not wanting something to happen and like willing, trying to wish it away or worry somehow it makes something less likely to happen, right? It doesn't get energy. And this idea of like you making peace with a possible outcome that's unwanted, your mind's like, well, that means you're kind of saying it's okay, you don't care, and then it's going to happen. Like somehow the worrying and whatnot, right, protects you. It doesn't. And if you were to get sick... That's what happens and you'll deal with it for the vast majority of people, right? It's not a very serious illness and I'm not downplaying the fact that for some people it is, but that's something just to keep in mind. It's not like 90% of people that get sick or like die, right? It's a very small percentage that have these serious complications and for a lot of people, right, it's older people that they're at a stage of life where death is kind of on the horizon, right? And again, I'm not downplaying it. It's just, that's a fact, people that have underlying health problems, right? Their body's not in as good shape to begin with or whatever. And even if you are one of those people, again, your your greater concern is obviously very understandable and you do what you can to protect yourself, but just try to keep your energy more in a space of trying to promote health rather than shield yourself from illness. Because on the surface, the goals of both of those are the same, right? Not getting sick, but energetically, promoting something positive is very different than trying to avoid something negative, right? So just be mindful of the energy of promoting health versus trying to prevent illness out of fear. Oh my God, I don't want to get this thing. So again, right, it's very understandable to get nervous about it, especially if you're someone that's considered more vulnerable. But even though, again, we can't absolutely guarantee certain outcomes, someone that's aware of energy, you know that your age or this illness, this physical 
illness you might have, like a compromised immune system, whatever it is, right? You knowing what you know about energy, you know that you have the power to uh, promote a healing environment regardless of on a physical material level how you're viewed and what your chances would be or you're considered this high-risk person, right? Again, there's no way to the thousand percent guarantee anything, but knowing what we know about energy, anyone in this position, you know things about healing that most people probably wouldn't know. And obviously you can use that to your advantage if, if something were to happen. But again, just make peace with the possibility. Again, trying to remind yourself that a vast majority of people, they are okay. It's not super serious. And I know like facts really don't stand a chance against fear and those logical reminders might not be very soothing. But if you remind yourself of it enough, it might sink in a little bit and help alleviate your fear. And again, do what you believe will keep you healthier and keep you, you minimize your risk. But again, try to do it from a space of promoting health, not fearing the illness. For other people, uh, the fear of getting sick might be bringing up not just the general fear of illness, but it might be financial, right? Your income is being impacted. You don't have insurance. So you're worried if you got sick, you know, what would happen? Oh my God, I'm going to go bankrupt. All the, all these different fears, right? Uh, the, the, the benefit of a situation like this from a, a growth perspective is you are really being invited to really more deeply transform on an inner level because when we are in situations that are very triggering, that are very creating a very strong emotional charge, and again, a, a global event like this brings up a lot of very deep stuff, uh, the worse we feel, the more motivated we are to do that work. So in this situation, you growth-oriented people have your work cut out for you. There's a real opportunity here. Uh, a situation like this triggers a lot of deep fears about a lot of things. Living in fear, right, doesn't feel good. The energy of fear, not very good from a conscious creation perspective. It, it just brings more things in our life to worry about and all of that stuff, right? Living that way can be paralyzing. Think about fear. It makes us do all these things we don't want to do, not do all these things we want to do, and all this different, create all this anxiety and emotional upset. The opportunity to rise above living from fear and operating from fear and letting fear dominate your thought patterns and your perspectives and your beliefs and, and all that stuff. Again, a situation like this, that triggers very deep-seated fear about the economy and the state of the world, like that more like that bigger stuff, not just your own personal issues. Got a real opportunity here. Again, growth-oriented people, you have your work cut out for you with this if you're up for the challenge. If your finances are being affected in some way and on a deep level, like a deep fear of like if you're, for example, your business is you're in a business that's just closed down. Like, I don't know what's going. I don't follow what's happening in the rest of the U.S. too closely, but I know in New Jersey, New York area, it's an area that's been hit very hard by it and that the rate of people getting ill is, is much higher than average. And in this part of the world, the country, at least, like there's been very stringent measures taken, like lots of stuff is closed non-essential businesses, you you have to work from home and all this stuff, right? And uh, so, yeah, for a lot of people, there's that fear of income and you might be one of those people that your job is totally shut down, like you're a bartender or something, right? Bars aren't open. So you don't know, you know, that again, triggering very deep money fear. This is an opportunity to really embrace perspectives about infinite abundance and channel versus source and all of this wonderful stuff, Right. Uh, a good, it's a good chance to shift perspectives on things your mind will want to judge as bad, but are actually you could feel gratitude for and see as good. 
again, your finances are affected. Maybe you're out of work or your business, you might still bring in some money, but it's much less than you're normally bringing in. So you have to dip into your savings. That's what it's there for. But what do most people do in that situation? Instead of feeling gratitude for this money available to them for the exact purpose that they saved it for in case something happened with your finances and you weren't bringing money in so you have this savings account to dip into, right? That's the purpose of it. Instead of being like, wow, I feel so grateful I have this money. This is what it was for. Oh my God, I'm burning through my savings. And, and every day that you have to dip into it, that's 100 or 200 less dollars you have or whatever. And oh my God, oh my God. What perspective is more energetically friendly? What perspective feels better? Wow, I'm really glad I have this money to use because this was the whole reason I saved it. I know a lot of people, the savings is we hope to never have to use it. And we just makes this having this big pile of money tucked away somewhere makes us alleviate fear and worry or whatever. But that's what it's there for, right? It's, that's the purpose of it. In case something happens, you have that money. So you can shift perspective. Same thing with your credit cards. Um, you might have to be using your credit cards a bit more. Again, like cash might be a little low. And instead of feeling gratitude that you have that credit available to buy groceries for your family, your mind is like, oh my God, you're using your credit card because you don't have money. And oh my God, what are we going to do? And you have debt now on the card and how are you going to pay it off? And right again, we can choose what perspective to look at. I'm grateful for the savings. I'm grateful for that credit card. Yeah, things will turn around again and things will be okay. I'll pay off that debt. I don't, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to go back to work again, but I'll figure it, maybe I'll find another job in the meantime. I mean, there's a lot of services that are still open. And I know I'm, in my state, they posted a website with all these different places looking for employees. They had like 8,000 jobs or something. And they might not be what you're used to doing. It might not be something you would consider doing. It might be something, quote unquote, you feel is beneath you or whatever. But those are options for the meantime. You know, there are lots of places that are hiring. I saw something on the news the other day about pizza delivery. I can't remember what company it was. But they're, they're like so desperate for drivers and stuff. They said some people like you could be working within five hours of being hired. Again, someone might be like, I would never deliver pizza. I was a this or a that. But hey, if times call for it, you know, there's options. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to do that. But my point is there's like it's all about a shift in perspective. It's all about a willingness to maybe do things that you might not normally have done. But if you need the money, there are jobs out there. If it really, you really felt like you needed to get working again and, and your regular job, you, you can't go to work. Um, yeah, so it's a chance to really shift some perspectives. It's a chance to deal with different fears about illness, about finances. Uh, if you're more in the, an area where there's more a bit of quote unquote a lockdown and there's not as much stuff to do, maybe you're not going to work, you're not working at the moment and you're home a lot. What's the benefit of this circumstance? Again, this is something the mind's going to want to fight you on because as, as humans with the mind, you see how it is. Any perspective that can offer you any modicum of relief for your negativity is like not interested. Eye roll, that's stupid, that's naive, that's this, that's that. And we get to do whatever we want. We can believe whatever we want. But as a growth-oriented person, you're obviously you're you're doing all this work to, to feel better and, and to make all these positive changes. I imagine you don't want to keep letting your mind like shut that shit down and being like, no, I actually thinking that way actually makes me feel a lot better. 
it makes me feel a lot better to think of channel versus source and thinking, okay, my income, my current income was just one channel of infinite. And even though I can't conceive right now how I might make money again or where this money would come from, I know the universe can uh, arrange stuff in ways that my mind can't fathom. It feels a lot better to think that than to think that, oh my God, I lost my job. That's how I made my money. And what am I going to do? I'm screwed and I'm going to go broke. So what's, what's the good thing about this circumstance right now? Maybe you're getting to spend more time with your family. Maybe you're so bored being inside, you finally start exercising because you go for a walk every day. Like I know at least where I am, like you, you could still go out, you know, you're not literally like in the house, you can't leave. Like you can go food shopping, you can go out to exercise, obviously on a more individual level, not like group activities. So you start walking every day when you kept telling yourself, like, I, I got to exercise, I got to exercise. Um, you have a side business that you're trying to get off the ground, but you were never really devoting time to it. And now you're not working. You have all this free time and now you're creating content for your website or you're putting your website together. All the personal growth books that you barely crack the cover. I mean, you can only watch so much Netflix and streaming. And after a while, you're like, I can't look at the TV anymore. Uh, maybe I'll read some of those books. That's going to help you. Again, you're bored. You have all this free time. You actually like, maybe I'll start meditating. I kept saying for the last five years, I wanted to meditate and then you actually start doing it. Um, some of these, uh, another thing about that sort of situation is for a lot of people, like a change in your routine, um, it can kind of throw us off and we want to have to adapt in ways that are necessary to keep up our, our different aspects of self-care. For example, don't let your mind tell you because your gym is closed now. Well, I guess I can't work out because that's how I exercise. I went to the gym and I ran on the treadmill or I did these classes or I did this or I did that. It's like, yeah, you can't go to your gym now. But you can go jogging outside. You can walk outside. There's all sorts of videos on YouTube. There's all sorts of apps that you could probably do somewhat of a similar workout. Uh, your routine gets changed up because, uh, you know, your kids are home with you now. You worked from home, for example, and you were very used to having that, that time by yourself while they were at school. And you had your routine. You did this at this time. You did that. You did this. But now that your kids are home, it's a little, maybe it's a little more chaotic. You have to help them with homework and stuff. So that's taking up some of your time. So your routine gets a little thrown off kilter. And your mind's going to want to just throw everything out the window because you can't do it as you normally did. But you just might have to adjust. You might not be able to work out right when you wake up because you have to feed your kids or your kids are home and you're... Uh, your spouse is not home from work yet, so you can't leave them or you can't do things at the normal time because of this, right? So you're going to have to make adjustments. That's another thing too with a situation like this. When our routine kind of gets shaken up, we can be a little off kilter for a bit and that's fine, but you don't want to let it totally pull you away from everything. So again, your mind is going to want to do that because your mind seems to want to do everything that makes leaves us worse off mentally and emotionally and whatever. And it's going to want to dig into the excuses about like, well, I usually go to the gym and I don't like running or I don't like walking. That's boring. It's like, yeah, it might be, but the alternative is not working out at all. And if you're home all day, especially, and you're worrying about all this different stuff and you have all this anxiety and all this negative energy, and then you're used to having your physical activity help mitigate that. And then you stop doing stuff. It's going to be bad. So yeah, it might be boring to walk. You might not like running outside as much as running on the treadmill, but to give up your exercise completely, right? Seems like a pretty bad idea. So that's another aspect of this too with, for a growth oriented person is like adapting to disruptions in your routine, things not being just as you want them to be and making peace with that. And 
adjusting as necessary to to keep yourself on track and this uh, on track and this is another one of the core things about this sort of situation not just in the context of like you know accepting things aren't just as you like them right now and your routine and your daily life is is disrupted in some way it's just the general idea of like you know one of the cornerstones of living a more peaceful happier life a more emotionally calm life is right accepting what is in the moment just accepting things as they are right now and making peace with it. You make peace with the fact that your income has been reduced because maybe your product or service, maybe in this time if people have less money, they're not working or they're scared or whatever. Maybe your sales have went down. Again, maybe you're someone you're not working at all. The nature of your job is like you're, you're a bartender. It got closed down and you're like, okay, like I, I can't work right now. Uh, th this whole idea of just what's happening in general and it's scary and it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Make peace, just accepting what is in the moment. You're not working. Things aren't as you want them to be. There's things you want to do that you can't do. Whatever the situation is, right? You just accept things as they are. And like I said before, the benefit of a situation like this is it's so emotionally triggering that we're much more motivated to do that inner work because we feel crappier. So it's like, I really want to try to feel better. And as a, again, as a growth oriented person, you're aware of all these perspectives that would allow that to happen. And if a lot of us are honest, one of the big challenges of this work is we learn all of this stuff. All of these wise people are telling us all these things about the key, like the Buddha and these people that have spent their whole life contemplating the human experience and how to make it more pleasant and how to reduce our suffering and all these different perspectives that can make things better. And we learn all of it. And it's like, wow, that feels really good. But we do basically nothing with the information, right? We don't, our, our mind is just so resistant to all of it. It just doesn't let us really apply it. And for the most part, we stay stuck in our old thought patterns and our old conditioning. And we don't really change that much. Then a lot of people, especially with LOA type stuff, they're like, why? I know all, I've been studying this for years. I know this, I know that. You know, my life really isn't any different. And it's like, yeah, because we're not any different. We actually haven't really changed at all. So again, this is a great opportunity. All of that stuff you've been learning all of these years that has just been like filed away in your brain, but like really not really doing anything with the information, not really making a consistent effort to actually try to live from that space. Let these perspectives inform your emotions, inform your responses to what happens in life, inform your behavior, inform your choices. Now there's a real opportunity to do that because what's happening now, again, it's very emotionally charged for a lot of people. And a lot of growth oriented people too. I know that this is a particularly challenging time because people like us, we tend to be um, more concerned with the state of the world in general. A lot of us have this underlying anxiety about these bigger issues like the environment and terrorism and these like some worldwide virus wiping everybody out or all of this stuff, right? It's like, this is a chance to really work on that stuff because you're facing something that's really like actually a manifestation of that like it's really happening right now and you're like oh my god this is a really big deal and again it might be bringing up those kind of generalized fears about the state of the world I know like that's one of my big energetic issues it's not a lot of for a lot of of my life yeah it's certain individual issues like money or a health problem or whatever but for me I notice a lot of my anxiety and unease it came from these more global issues like seeing like 
oh my God, we're like so terrible to other living things and, and the pollution and the environment and, and war and terrorism and what if the financial institutions collapse? And when I say that, I don't mean it was, it was like something that like consumed me, but I, the more I went within and I became aware of what was happening in my inner world, the more I realized in my life personally, that was a big source of like that general sense of unease I felt. It wasn't really about my own personal circumstances. It was about the state of the world. And again, a lot of people that are spiritual, a lot of growth oriented people, this is stuff you kind of think about more this is stuff you notice more and again a lot of our our unease and all of that for a lot of us you'll find that a lot of it's connected to these bigger issues and now there's actually something happening that's very in our face that's you know a global pandemic and all of this stuff and it's it's a very dramatic thing and, and you read all this stuff and it's all this dramatic language about life as we know it and the social fabric and it's like a war and blah 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 and that's another thing too I would say for people I know it's something that it's probably hard to not try to read about it every day because like in a lot of ways it's continuously evolving as far as like now it's in this area is spreading more and you know different things but really try to limit your consumption of that information because the way I see it at least for me personally a lot of the most important things about this situation I already know I know what it is I know the symptoms it causes I know my best ways to minimize the risk. Now with more widespread testing, of course the numbers are going to go up because they're testing people for it now in larger numbers. All these people already had it. They just didn't get a test to know they had it. So for at least a while, every day in your state, in your country, in your county, your whatever, geographic, whatever, yeah, you're probably going to see like, yeah, more people got tested today. And the more people that get tested and the more people that get it, the death numbers are going to go up too, right? They're going to, you're going to see that number rise for a little while too. That's just be right. Cause now all this information is being reported more. So I don't need to see every day. I know if I go online, I know it's going to say New Jersey cases shut up 500. Like I know that I don't need to like get confirmation of it every day. I don't need to know the exact number. I know that's happening again. I, so I don't go to try to read about it every day. Um, a lot of people too, um, you know, one of the big things people like to read about is all of the modeling by the infectious disease specialists and the scientists and all these people, these very smart people, all this data, right. And based on what's happening now, based on past cases of like other illnesses, like whatever, right. They have all these predictions about what's going to happen. Maybe they're right. But even they say, like, this is all just based on, we can't know for sure. There's no 100% way to know for sure what what this projection is going to be. So you're reading all of this stuff that makes you feel so terrible, and it might not even happen. And even if it did happen, it will we'll still be okay. Another, another thing about this situation, too, is, and this perspective, I... I want to preface this with, I'm not trying to sound callous. I'm not trying to sound like, who cares? But... One of the reasons we are suffering so much with a situation like this is our mind has this idea that anything that happens that feels badly shouldn't happen. And then something must have gone wrong. Stuff like this happens all of the time. People die every day. Death is a part of life. And again, I want to stress, I'm not trying to sound callous. Well, like who cares about the people dying? Of course, I'm all about doing what we can to minimize the risk of people getting sick and people dying that are more vulnerable to, to getting, having serious complications. Of course, I'm not just saying like, well, let this shit rip and let nature run its course survival of the fittest. No, not at all. But we do have to, but I think one of the, uh, one of the underlying energies that's creating an anxiety, even if we're not aware of it is 
generally, especially like certain cultures, like America and other cultures in the West more generally, maybe we have this huge discomfort with death. And like, we have this idea of like with medicine, everything like preserve and prolong life at all costs. Right. So with that kind of prevailing attitude, obviously something like this, where like something's happening, that's causing people to die. Of course, it's going to be very like, oh my God, no, we can't let people die. And it's like, yes, of course, minimize the risk. Again, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm not saying like, just fucking let it loose and then do what it, let it do what it's going to do. And then like clear people out. But that's another part of too, is accepting like people die every day of all sorts of things. And for some people, this is how they're going to die. And again, I don't mean that to sound callous. It's just a reality that we have to accept because one of our biggest causes of suffering as humans is our huge resistance to things that are unavoidable, resisting things that have already happened, right? I think of all the resistance we have to stuff that like something happened we didn't like and we put all this energy thinking about how we wish it didn't happen, but it did happen. Something like death, right? Something that's for most of us, it's a very hard thing to deal with. It's a very hard thing to grapple. The idea that we know what's all coming for us, we have a very hard time dealing with that, right? And again, this is just one of those things accepting like death is a part of life. And for some people, this is, you know, this is how they'll die. And I know that's scary. And there are people in my life that would be very vulnerable to this illness if they got it. And of course, I'd be very upset if it happened. But I understand like, that could happen. It's a possibility, right? I can't predict the future. I can't control something that's going to happen to another person, especially. So there's another thing too, with some of these deeper issues to, to ponder with a situation like this, that if we can make peace with these things, again, because the biggest cause of our suffering as humans is we have such a resistance to change and we have such a resistance to situations that are inevitable that we can't help. And we suffer because we're, we're so resistant to things that just naturally happen in life. We're so resistant to change, and right, and change is is inevitable in life, right? So that's just something really to think about. Again, not from a callous, well, who cares kind of way, but just again, kind of accepting what is, and one of the things of that is in life is we all die, and we all die of something, right? And it's just accepting, like for some people, that that's what's going to happen. And I I know it can be upsetting. But it's just, if we can make peace with things like that, like obviously we'll have a much more peaceful life because to to try to fight against and do everything we can to control death, I mean, we can't, it happens, right? And hopefully we can mitigate the impact of this and not as many people will succumb to it. But ultimately, again, we can't control that and none of us live forever, right? And unfortunately for some people, this will be maybe how they exit this mortal coil and it just is what it is, right? Again, I'm not, I'm, I want to stress, I'm not just having this callous cavalier attitude towards it, but it's just the reality of the situation, right? We all die someday of something. So yeah, this situation, again, for a growth-oriented person, you have your work cut out for you because I'm sure it's bringing up all sorts of stuff for you and anything you're thinking that's making you, if any negative emotion is coming from a perspective that doesn't feel good, right? Our bad feelings don't come out of some, out of nowhere. Our mind is looking at things in a way, there's a narrative going, that's whatever it is, and it creates an emotional response. So all this stuff that's feeling bad, it's like, okay, what am I thinking right now? Why do I feel bad? How can I shift some of these perspectives? Where's the benefit in what's happening right now? Again, maybe you're exercising for the first time. You were spending too much money at bars, you were drinking too much, but now you can't go out to the bar. 
it's really easy to not do things when you have no option not to do them. I remember I went to a, medita a silent meditation retreat. So I haven't gone in a few years, but I've gone there like five times where it's like no TV, no phone, no, and none of that stuff. Right. And people were like, Oh my God, I, how could I, I don't think I can live without my phone for 10 days or the internet or this or that. But here's the thing. It's not that hard when you just can't do it. It's not like my computer was sitting there at the edge of my bed in, in my room and I had to uh, resist the temptation and muster up the willpower not to go online or to look at my phone. I couldn't. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a computer. I couldn't do anything, right? So again, it's so for a lot of you, a lot of your bad habits, you might find it's easier to kind of change them because you don't have to muster up that willpower like you just can't do certain things. If you were spending, maybe you were being a little, you know, spending a little beyond your means and you were having some financial issues, but you couldn't rein in your spending on this or that. Now you can't go get the massage. You can't go get your nails done. You can't do these things. And there might be a twinge of you that feels like, oh, I really want to do that. But again, when you actually can't do it, it's not as bad as when you could do it, but you have to try to make yourself not do it. It's it's a whole different ballgame. So a lot of these things, it's like, you'll be like, oh, it's actually not so, knowing I can't, it actually, it's not really bothering me that much. Because that tension that we feel of like trying to force ourselves to not do stuff that we think we shouldn't do, that gets removed from the equation because you just can't do it. So that's another thing too, right? So making peace with what is. Uh, accepting you could get sick, right? A lot of people, this illness, it's out there and a lot of people will probably get infected with it. Just it's kind of contagious, right? Most people, you'll be okay. And if you're one of the people that you're worried you wouldn't be okay, this is something to really sit with and work with and try to uh, promote health, do energetic work that could offer your best defense against it. But again, at the same time, making peace with the fact that, you know, ultimately, there's no way to 1000% control our outside circumstances. We could work on ourselves energetically in ways that uh, up our chances of these successful outcomes but again understanding there's no way and for some people maybe getting sick is a very integral part of your journey in some way you need to slow down a bit your life is a little chaotic you get sick you're laid up for a little bit maybe that's a good thing maybe this getting this manifestation somehow will bring up something deep within you that's important to work on whether it's a general fear of illness or Whatever it is, right? So for some people, if it were to happen, just be open to why it manifested. And again, like any other unwanted situation, where's the opportunity here? The, right? So that's something to think about. Making peace with what is. Shifting perspectives. Um, you know, making sure you don't let your mind... Um, you know, fight, you know, kind of pull you out of your self-care and everything because your routine's disrupted and it can't do everything just as it wants to do. Don't abandon your self-care now. This is when you really need it. And if you've been thrown off kilter for a little bit, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up and you're feeling a little extra anxious. So you're not meditating as long. Okay, fine. Don't, that's okay or whatever. Right. But just don't let it pull you away completely because I guarantee you doing less of that stuff is not going to probably make you feel better. Like keeping up with that stuff is your best defense against all that emotional turmoil, whether it's your meditating, your exercising, whatever it is. Again, if you cut down on it a little bit, cause you're a little off, that's fine, whatever, but just, or if you've been off a little bit, just try to get back on track with whatever self-care 
you you do that like don't abandon it because your mind is like so anxious and just wants to let the anxiety flow and it doesn't want it disrupted because it feels uncomfortable to stop the flow of it and you just want to like watch tv or do stuff to distract you from it again you might do that sometimes you're human it's fine I, I do that stuff too sometimes but don't again totally abandoning all of that stuff that you normally do to kind of keep you emotionally healthy it's it probably wouldn't be well it wouldn't be that's probably not the better option for anybody and if you're somebody that you don't have much of a self-care routine, you don't do stuff to help you, whatever it is, you know, you might, and you're feeling a little, you know, off and you might want to try to do something, go for a walk, meditate, some, whatever it is, right? And as far as manifesting very specific things right now, like if your energy's focused, keep doing that stuff if it feels good. But if it's like feeling like, for example, with this whole situation, like dating stuff might be kind of affected. People really aren't meeting in person much anymore, especially complete strangers. So, you know, if it feels really terrible to keep trying to manifest a boyfriend or whatever, like I would say, take a break from it. It's fine. Of course, if it still feels good to do that, then keep doing it. But again, with this situation, your mind is probably like really on overdrive about the reasons why this stuff couldn't happen. How are you going to make more money when like there's no jobs and you're not working? How are you going to get a boyfriend when like you can't even like go meet people for coffee, right? So it's like, if that is like causing a lot of resistance and it feels bad to think specifically about those things, like take a break, it'll, it'll be okay. It doesn't mean you're canceling the order or you're going to have to start all over again with your energetic management from scratch or whatever. It's just about, you know, if your mind's putting up a lot of resistance to doing that, then it's probably best to maybe not to uh, focus so specifically on those things for the moment and just focus on the general vibe management, you know, make that more of a priority, just promoting your, your well-being overall. So yeah, that's it, guys. Um, also, too, just an FYI for people, I said this on my email list. I have a Facebook page, and I do a lot of videos on there, and I did a few videos talking about this. I normally don't really share that content on my website. I posted a couple of the videos, and I might continue to post them. Um, that that The videos is a type of content that really lends itself to that more frequent creation, right? I just put on the video, and it gets posted to my Facebook page. So I can sometimes do several in a week, and I've been doing them for over a year. So that's more content for you. And if you like the podcasts, um, it's basically the same thing, just um, doing the video, but it's the same like me talking exactly like this. You just can see my face is kind of the main difference. It's just video versus audio. So if that's something you wanted to see, I probably have over 100 videos there now. So if that's something you've been missing out on, uh, you can visit my Facebook page at facebook.com slash life made to order. And yeah, you'll see. And also I post like status updates to like little nuggets of wisdom or whatever. So that's just another way to access my work if you're not aware of that or you haven't been visiting there. Um, so yeah, that's it, guys. Um, everything will be okay. I know this is very unprecedented. But again, for a growth-oriented person, the opportunity of like a global manifestation like this from like a personal growth, energetic transformation perspective, like rising above fear and negativity and, and trying to really put some real weight behind all of these perspectives that you've known for this whole time, but maybe haven't really done much with. Like it's a real opportunity here. It's a real opportunity to shift in perspective. Be grateful for the savings. Don't feel like, oh my God, I'm going, I'm burning through all my money and now I have less money. Be grateful for the credit card if you have to bust it out to, to buy stuff because again, maybe your your income took a bit of a hit or whatever it is right where are the benefits of of being stuck at home and, and not working 
What good habits is it helping you develop? Because again, all of these things, your mind is going to want to fight you on. It's going to be irritating. It's going to be agitating. It's going to be like this terrible thing is happening. And well, you're going to feel grateful now because you're going for a walk every day with your kid. That's stupid. And it's like, no, it's not stupid. You can recognize the situation as the challenge that it is. You can honor all of your negative feelings. I encourage that and letting yourself feel them. But you can also recognize the ways it's benefiting you and, and it could be benefiting the world as a whole. I mean, the air quality is probably improving tons in certain areas, right? Because there's less cars on the road uh, and all, all different things, right? And it's just like, right, it comes down to in this work, we it all comes down to conscious choice. We have this variety of perspectives available to us. Some of them feel really good and will be really good for us and good for our lives. And some of them feel really bad. And they'll be bad for us. And for most of us, those bad ones are the ones we've been entertaining most of our lives. And you've probably seen the effects of that. And you have, you know, you you don't you know the problems it causes, right? You've you've have countless, you know, examples in your own life, probably as most of us, as all of us do. So yeah, right. That's really what it comes down to. It comes down to a conscious choice. Where do I put my focus? How do I choose to look at this? Conscious choice of how much information you choose to consume. And when you're reading stuff that feels bad. And your mind's like, well, no, we have to be informed. We have to know what's going on. So we have to read uh, 20 stories about this every 10 minutes. It's like, no, I don't have to do that. Yeah, I might be able to, you might not be able to help it. And you have to at least once in a while be like, okay, what's going on? That's fine. But if you find yourself really deep in the thick of like really just reading about this all day and all day watching the news about it, I just recommend against that because for most people, that's going to have a detrimental effect. There are very few people that are so like enlightened and like sure of themselves and these other perspectives that they can consume all of that content and not have it have a huge impact on their well-being and, um, you know, influencing how they're viewing everything. So yeah, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, have a great day or night. We're all going to be okay. It'll be fine. And uh, for more content, products, and info about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.